This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. We all remember the big moments in the movies we see. The big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is man's best friend. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie, Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I am your gracious host. Alongside me, the estimable, always mannequin-style Justin Waddell. Justin, how's it going? Good. Yeah, you fucking you nailed it. It's a lot. I like the energy. It's not It's not going great, actually. Why? My, uh, what do they call that? The Not the water main, the service line into my house? Sprung a leak, my man. What does that mean? That means I got to shut the water off at the street because it's pulling up water on our side. Not close to the house, but we had a, the city came out today and they dug a hole and they said, oh, it's, this is your problem. So we have to call a plumber to come out tomorrow. Oof. I'm sure sure to be inexpensive. Uh, guys, he's drinking from a hexagonal coffee mug with Lando on it. <laughs> That's right. That's, there's no reason to. Why are you creating visuals? We should do a video podcast. What do you think? So people Never. can see those. No. Deets. no. You know, those details. Ain't happening, daddy. How about you? How are you doing? Are you dealing with any any problems like that? Uh, I mean, you know, not really. We're lucky, I suppose. I saw you complain about the rain earlier. Well, it was my we had a little party going on outside and we got it all, we got all into wraps, but the rain came down and we had to take the shit inside. Yeah. It ruined the party. It didn't. It didn't. All is well. You said it was uh, ravaging your fire. I didn't say that. Yeah, I think it was the direct quote. The fire's still going though. I just looked outside the rain stopped. Fire's still hauling ass. Is it? All right. So gay. Hey, we don't need to waste time. I mean, you naval gays and fucks. You don't need this shit. Um, you know, we don't need to hear our shit. You get enough of that in your own fucking life. Uh, we're here to, we're professionals. We're here to bring you something. And that's the movie Microscope. It's a show, uh, if you're not familiar with, it's, it's a show where you zoom in. You know, we, uh, we watch a film with a set of completely entrusted eyes. And we, uh, we look into the cortex. And we spin around and we close the eyes. And then we remember uh, fragments of what might have been. You know, the, the little things that make or break. And, uh, you know, so if the film we're talking about were uh, banging the drum slowly, we wouldn't be talking about the, the moment where Robert De Niro is in the shower with a bunch of other men crying his eyes out uh, about the, the, the sleeping bag that got away. We'd be talking about the little moments. 
And there's a ton of them in this bitch. <laughs> I never saw Bang the Drum slowly. Did you? Of course I did. It's a baseball movie. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Any drumming in it? Michael Moriarty's in it. <laughs> Who does he play? I think he plays the most unconvincing pitcher you'll ever see in your life. Am I drunk? Yeah. I remember I remember this like I, I didn't know this movie existed until like 1990. And uh I was a huge De Niro fan and a huge baseball fan. I was like, this cannot go wrong. And it took a huge wet shit on me. Yep, yeah. Michael Moriarty, his watching him pitch is just something else. Is that uh the only time uh, De Niro baseball film has disappointed you? No, the fan was a classic. That's what I'm talking about. Did you see the fan in theaters? I did. I did too. Ooh, what do you think? Oh, it's a it's a colossus. I can't believe Michael Moriarty and De Niro got to work together. I mean, De Niro's pinching himself to this day. <laughs> <laughs> he's like he after he after the experience, he's like. I know what Sherlock Holmes feels like. <laughs> I'll never forget. I'll never be able to get it out of my head that Michael Moriarty was in the troll movie. The first, that troll. Both and troll movies. No, just the first one. First one. And his character is named Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, in Bang the Drum Slowly, he's a pitcher named Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, all right. So today well, we're going to do a, a big one, a huge one. I mean, we're talking the one that you guys, I mean, this is the one. Like when, when you guys send us emails and, and uh, carrier pigeons and all that, you have this in all caps when you, when you mention this film. Man's best friend. The film. I, can I, I think, zoom in? Can yeah, I please. zoom in real quick? Just real quick before we get started. Uh, I considered ending our friendship after watching this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Have you, have you seen it? Had you seen it before? I'd never seen it before. And well, here's the good news. (laughs) So for some reason, this movie is on some level of stars. I don't have. So I went to watch it today and it wouldn't let me. I own this movie now. <laughs> stars, stars, cock blocked me and said, "No, you got to buy that shit." Cheap. Own- Luckily, yes. Luckily, yes. It was only it was- nineteen ninety nine. <laughs> how, how much was it for real? Four ninety nine. Who you got lucky? But it, and it's in HD, which is like you know. Yeah. It, it stands for hot dog. It's actually in she D too. So if you. Anyway, this um, movie uh, was a tough sit. I, I, I have to admit, I was, I was, I, I was having some fun watching this one. <laughs> All right, hey, I, I'll, I'll cheer up during it. There's some, there's some stuff to certainly point out. One of them being that Lance Henriksen is denim clad throughout. Denim Dan. That's like one of my first notes. <laughs> Here's what's great. Um, you think about how hard it is to get into the film business, right? <laughs> and all of the no's, like Hollywood is filled with the word no. It's everywhere. Every corner. 
Everything could be going right, and that one no is going to just completely scuttle all of your forward momentum. I, I could speak from experience. This movie got yesed. This movie made it all the way through the gates. I don't know. If, I've never seen a movie that does not have a tone as much as this one. It has no idea what it wants to be. Well, the, another thing I, that boggles my mind about this movie is it looks like it was hard to make. You know what I'm saying? Like they're applying makeup to a dog in this. Like, I mean, you know, like uh like uh like a what what would you say? Like acid burns? <laughs> I swear to God, it's 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 like uh if if they told uh you know if they took Paul Verhoeven, gave him a frontal lobotomy and said to make air bud, this is what would happen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand what the fuck's going. I don't understand how this is how grown grown people gave a thumbs up and moved on. Like they, uh, we're gonna, yeah, let's market this. Let's make posters. Let's invite people to theater. They probably made a shirt. I mean, <laughs> the best is that you bought it. They must have. They must have been refreshing the software trying to figure out is there an error or did someone actually actually buy man's best friend yeah you actually saw a real-time drop in apple stock <laughs> but uh, i'll tell you what if you like the word max You're going to shit yourself. <laughs> uh, I cannot the- I can't believe how many times that word is used in this movie. Well, first of all, there's a it's confusing cuz during the cast uh, roll call at the beginning of the film <laughs> it says introducing Max. But Max is the name of the dog <clears throat> in the film and five dogs played Max. Five dogs that look nothing alike, by the way. <laughs> There's like one that's a newborn, like he's like really young and thin, and then they have fucking giant fat. There's I mean, I'm telling you, this movie's a miracle. <laughs> but uh but they say introducing Max, which is introducing, I guess, the way they're setting up the new horror villain. <clears throat> Mission accomplished. Like 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 introducing Freddy Krueger or something. And that's what I only think I could figure. Because the dogs that played Max aren't Max. Right. I don't think. No, no. They're, 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 they have careers. I can't believe it. So here's... Right, let's, let's here's talk about the, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go wait, ahead. no. Say what you're going to say, because I have a feeling it's the same thing. I, no, I was going to say, let's run through the cast of this film. Real oh, quick. have at it. All right. So the, the, the film star supposedly... Doesn't get to do much in this is Ali Sheedy from The Breakfast Club and uh, a couple other films. She was kind of an 80s. She's part of the Brat Pack in the 80s, right? <clears throat> and then she, had, Penner, she had a, like a resurgence later on. She's a little bit of an art house resurgence. Kind Plus, of a good actress. I and think. she's in a good little love story with John Candy. Remember yeah. What Only is, the yeah. Lonely. That's a good little did, movie. That's the first movie screening I ever went to for free. Like that, that was a good movie. You're right. Um, Lance Henriksen, who we love and we worship, is the, is the and he, still, which is a fucking saying something. Just turned eighty, I think. By the way, 
Jesus. Still working all the time. Uh, William Sanderson is barely in this, but he's also a name. I got to tell you, I I came to a major conclusion about William Sanderson watching this movie. What's that? He looks like all of the original members of Metallica in one in one body. (laughs) (laughs) That is that is a serious zoom. I'm telling you, he looks like (laughs) he looks like all of them from the back of the Kill 'Em All album in one man. It's amazing. Um, but you know, the, she, who I, I stopped writing down actors names, but there's another actor in this that still works today that plays her boyfriend. Yeah. Dave, yeah. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. He's, he actually acts quite a bit. His name is Perry in this, but he, yeah, he's pretty good in this. I mean, he's like, you know, he's fine. Um, well, the funny thing is, is they defy convention with that character. How so? I mean, even though he gets, <laughs> he gets pissed on to death almost, he lives. <laughs> Like he's a victim, but he actually survives the film, which you don't expect. Yeah, it's it's strange. Like he he has a contentious relationship with the doc. The, the one thing about this movie you don't get is that there's no one to root for at any point. <laughs> like you don't know who's the good guy. You know what I'm saying? There, I guess Ali Sheedy sort of qualifies, but for the most part, I mean, the, know, the, the little kid in the neighborhood sort of. But like Max, the the killer dog is killing people that are unlikable like they're very and they're and they they kind of hurt him and stuff anyway this movie has some insane bits that we'll get to <laughs> there's an actual dog rape scene in this film I there believe. is there's absolutely a dog rape in this movie and they play the song puppy love while it's happening right and before yeah and, then there's, and there's the callback Yes. So let's talk about the setup. So let's and and the fate of Judy, I believe, at the beginning of the film. Yeah, I wish she was the star after watching the movie because she had the, she delivered the most believable performance in the movie, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the premise is uh, Lance Hendrickson plays a scientist who has been genetically vivisecting animals, including endangered ones. Um, mm-hmm. And Max is his piece de resistance. It's a uh, security dog that that. <laughs> I shit you not has chameleon DNA, (laughs) tiger DNA, fucking bear DNA. It's got, oh, it's, it's, it's Hannah. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Hannah, the puppy and uh, hard hitting news reporter. uh, Normally, uh, uh, you know, Ali Sheedy and her partner who, I think that actress disappeared off the world after this movie. Um, they uh, they stumble across the story and uh, like a lot of hard hitting journalists do leave an entire video cassette behind of their work. Oh, yeah. So at the beginning of the film, there's a there's a woman that works at this lab named Judy. And she is she calls Ali Sheedy's character. And she said, look, I can get you in. If you give me that 500 bucks, I can get you secret you into the lab after hours and you can do your expose. <clears throat> then Judy immediately gets killed. And so by, by, you know, an, a, an attack, some kind of animal attack, you don't, you don't know what kind of animal attack, unless you paid attention to the title of the film, which is man's best friend. It's probably the killer dog. Right. So the, you know, she, the reporter and her, her, I don't know, camera woman show up to this place and they break in because they, they aren't let in. They don't know where Judy is. They break in. And they start shooting footage. 
And what what do they see when they when they go in? Just animals in various states of disrepair. Yeah, they see animals. They see like uh, I think okay, a rest could, of them yeah. First of all, that's amazing. Yeah, the monkey. Yeah, you remember the monkey's name? I what it, it it's oh yeah it's a uh, goner. <laughs> <laughs> There's a monkey that is not. It's called goner, yeah. as if we know. But can I get can I zoom a little bit backwards in time? Yeah, of course. Do you know what I thought of when I watched the opening credits of Man, Man's Best Friend? Uh, my deadly friend. No, it's what? like it's fucking Cheers. I just, of course, I, I thought the same thing. Of it's course. like they're okay. So they have sweet music playing, and there's like 2D illustrations, old school all illustrations of dogs mostly. And yeah. it's it's like they're introducing introducing to the members of of Cheers the bar, except it's about a killer dog. Yeah, no, it's paintings of these old paintings of people and dogs, and it's and it does look like the, like the Cheers opening credits. It totally feels it, like actually, Cheers, and it's kind of a cool opening for a movie like this. Like it, there's no, some for, it's a cool it. opening for a different movie for a different movie. Yeah, um, the dog, by the way, is a Tibetan mastiff. Of course, it is. Yeah, did you know that? Yeah, yeah. You're a big dog fan, right? Like you're a huge dog guy. Did, yeah. did you ever consider owning one of these dogs? No, no. I don't like anything stiff. <laughs> I don't like anything that's stiff. I, and I don't like dogs that are high high maintenance, like with the hair and all that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and drool. But but uh, the monkey. Okay, so they're when they're in the lab. Mm -hmm. The 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 animal. They have like animals that have like. They're so beat up. They got you know, awful operations on them. They're missing things. They're shaved weird. They're obviously tormented. And they, the monkey's named is Goner. It's, yeah, no. And, and what, which Ali Sheedy does say, her character says, uh, what a sick joke. She's upset. Like, she's like, this is disgusting. She sees like a monkey with a side bandage. <laughs> I mean, it's barely applied. It's like a cute little monkey that has like a, it looks like somebody put like a, a toilet paper around it and drew like a red lipstick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but then there, there is some animals that have like some pretty good effects on them. Like one of the, I think there's a dog that, ha or some kind of an ape or something that has half a skull. What right. is that? Do you remember? So there is, they do put some, but whatever's happening in this lab is not good. I mean, the animals yeah. are being terrorized. The and they're, the, they're very cute. But while she's walking through the lab, they're the second most fucked up thing. Yeah. Her, her wardrobe is the first. Well, she, it's early 90s, Nick. She's got these shittest clothes in this movie. Do you know who's taking notes during this one in the audience? Who's that? William L. Peterson. <laughs> my friend. You know? I like the fact that you think of him buying a ticket and ponying up for this movie. <laughs> He's like, I hear it was one of the least troubled productions in Hollywood history. Let me get let me get a piece of this. <laughs> he, uh, I imagine him being a fan of all sorts of, of genre fare, of Maybe he's because you know he does tend to appear in genre movies, right? I mean, the skulls, true. Ma uh, Manhunter, cousins. I'm I'm putting them in order from <laughs> best to worst. Best, best Fear, to yeah, yeah. Um, so, and what's the name of this lab? Well, Nick, it's Max Research. No, it's Emacs. Oh, is oh, is that the that's what it is? Emacs Research, right? And 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 it's. They took the IMAX logo and just doctored it a tiny bit. Why do you think that they 
they went so Max happy in this. Like, why do they name the lab even Max? Well, think about the success. Like, you think about like the 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 Road Warrior series. You think about Horror Show, right? I mean, it's it's a it's one. It's like it's like using red when you're designing a restaurant. The human mm-hmm. the human brain interprets it interprets it in a way you salivate, right? When you mm-hmm. see the color red, that's why all restaurants have it. Well, the, right. you use Max in a film and you salivate, and you're like, I can't. It can't go wrong. I mean, you think about it. Horror mm-hmm. show, Cape Fear, mm-hmm. Road Warrior, Max Landis. I mean, these guys just kill it. <laughs> I'm looking up her partner. I couldn't find um, her ass. Is her name Trula? The person that I thought it was is Latin, and th- and this lady doesn't look like that person. I think she may have been so distraught by this film, she just took herself off Earth. Yeah, I don't. Well, I, while you're looking, the director yeah, of this film ahead. is John Lafia, who just recently passed away. He did, yeah. You talk, you know, and, and what's he most famous for? The Child's Play movies, right? And yeah, he had the idea. And his best friend. He had the idea of, um, making Chucky a embody with a serial killer, like a spirit of a serial killer. That was his idea. Um. And then he directed the second one, which people like quite a bit. I think she, her name might be Trula Marcus or something. Trula yeah, but, but if you look at that person currently, she doesn't look anything like her. Well, that's just there must be another actress with a similar name. But uh, anyway, she, one thing that stuck out to me about this movie is that she was wearing overalls at work. Yeah. What do you think about this look? I think it's an, uh, I, I hate it. I hate it on men. Sometimes a girl can pull it off, but on guys, it just doesn't work ever. I think she looked pretty good. In over. I was like judgy. I was getting judgy about it. Then I'm like, you know what? She looks like she's relaxed and uh, carefree a little bit at work. I, I, I'm pro overalls at work in this movie, especially in comparison with what Ali Sheedy's, whatever she's, you know, she's work, working with. Oof. Well, I mean, I'll watch anything park overalls in. <laughs> Do you think that they had trouble sne- when they snuck into the facility? And this is the early '90s. They have to sneak in with a gigantic camera. She <laughs> so knows that, like a, a huge shoulder camera. Well, and they're not subtle at all. Mm-mm, with a with a huge, very bright light. Yeah. By the mm-hmm. way, I'd like to think that this takes place in its own universe because they created an entire town for this movie. They did. You think? You think that's San Remo? Is that what it's called? This whole thing takes place in San Remo, which I I, I did play GTA San Remo before, <laughs> which which was, Max the Dog have, fe- features heavily. That was on the ColecoVision, right? Uh, I didn't realize that. I didn't know they had, they they came up with a fake town for this. Yeah, it's, it's like no, it's, it's like Lafayette's Castle Rock. You know, it's like <laughs> <laughs> did no town, no real town wanted to participate. Um, by the way, I think they might have. You said there's a fake town, but I think they might have shot this in a real facility, like for Max Research, because I noticed one of the signs says "restricted access, clearance required," and I don't think that's something that you can just j- drum up, right? Right, that kind of a sign. Yeah, it's a good zoom. That's a bad zoom. You can delete it. Speaking of, what what kind of car does Lance drive in this? Oh, I don't know. I think it's why he took the job. He gets to sit in a Jaguar for a while in this movie. Does he? Yeah. And I think, I mean, Lance is a, is a, is a hero to us all. 
Man, I don't think he's making Jaguar money. He is, I believe in this movie, they set him up as a discredited scientist. So he's a kind of a mad scientist. Uh, he bends the rules a little bit. Obviously, what he's doing in this lab is disgusting. But they give him a little bit of a complicated past. You don't see Lance that much in this. No, like, and it's show- funny because he goes from <clears throat> he goes from sort of innocuous and, and helpful to maniac in this movie. Right. And, and apparently his wife and kid were killed. I don't see that in happen in the movie. I read about it, but I didn't see that that happened in the movie. <clears throat> they might have referenced it, yeah. It's and he might have had something to do with it. I imagine. but he goes from being haughty at re- to the receptionist to cold shooting like sleeping darts at security guards in a matter of seconds in this movie. Yeah, they. Yeah, he's uh, he looks good in this movie, other than his denim his denim clad. But he's got that you know blondish blondish hair. You got the crazy glasses. He looks wild eyed. He's he's. He's on the hunt for Max because what happens is these ladies, they run, they, they start to shoot their story. They get caught by a security guard. They, they leave, but not before they free Max, this dog that, that Ali Sheedy's character takes a shine to. And as they're running out of the facility away from Lance Henriksen, Max follows them and jumps in the car with them. And so Ali Sheedy takes them home. Yeah. Um, and on their way home, they're mugged. They are mugged. Yeah. That, well, they stop at a store and they get mugged. And by, Max, uh, by one of the most ubiquitous character actors slash victims in, in so many 80s and 90s movies. You know, that guy, he was in so many John Carpenter movies. Thomas Rosales Jr. He, okay. You see that guy's face and he is, he dies, he, he may die in more films than Al Young or Al Long. Yeah. So he, he leaves with Ali Sheedy's purse and he, Right before he goes, you you know he's a bad dude because he's not just there for the money. He's trying. He sexually harasses Ali Sheedy. He really gets in some cruelty before he jets away. Max follows him, but, Max but, is, but only after taking some mental notes on how to treat a lady. And then Max comes back with a purse, which everybody's shocked by. They're like, first of all, it's amazing that Max scared this guy away, but he also got the purse back. That's insane. That's crazy to us. So they take him home. But meanwhile, you don't find out till later. Max destroyed this mugger. He killed him. Yep. He you don't him. see it till later. Yeah. And who discovers the body? Who does? These two partners, these two cops. That, the best. Do you know? Do you have some names? I mean, I I, I looked at the names. I know Costanza or whatever is one of the guys' last name or something like that. So the other guy's still working a lot. I noticed because I looked him up because he. Very much reminded me of an act, another actor. I, I after you said that, I, I could I could kind of see it, but I get somebody else. But yeah, go ahead, let's have it. So this guy's name is uh, let's see here, John Cassini, Cassini, and he uh, looks like to me like kind of an Andy Garcia type. I got a John Cazal, but same idea. Yeah, 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 kind of a mixture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he those those partners are. They're kind of they're in the movie a lot with Lance Hendrickson. They're trying to solve the track down this this escaped dog, and they don't they don't like Lance. They think Lance is despicable, and they start to kind of investigate him as well as they track down this this dog. So what's what is this movie? The most for the most part, this movie is like takes place in Ali Sheedy's uh, home. Yeah, so let's watch this dog kill people in her neighborhood. And she is uh, brought home a new pet. Her boyfriend doesn't like it. 
Um, but the dog is very sweet to her. It's just not very sweet to anybody else. But as, but Lance, as Lance warns us, once it's off its meds for X amount of time, it goes haywire bonkers. Yeah, it turns against, it'll turn against her. And he, he needs to find out who she is so he can get his doggy back. Um, the thing is, I, you know, Ali Sheedy is in not much of this film. Like she, she starts to kind of appear more at the end, but mostly this movie follows Max around. I think if you were to ask Ali Sheedy, she'd say she's in too much of this film. <laughs> but, you know, it really is from this movie is kind of, it's very Max focused and it's not fun to spend time with Max. <laughs> Because he is horrible. Uh, he's amazing. <laughs> okay, so they're at the house. The, the boyfriend's trying to get some ass. Uh, and Max uh, is outside. And then he coerces her into letting him go inside. And there is a scene, I am not kidding, where the dog goes upstairs after being called an asshole by a bird. And <laughs> by the parrot. parrot. Right. And watches through a keyhole yep. as they're trying yep. to have sex. He's watching through a keyhole. And we see his eye... His iris expand. We get to watch this dog have his mind blown by potential sex. He has a bionic, like a, it's almost like they're saying he's like a bionic eye or something. He's like, he, he can, he can look, I don't know, look at sex through a keyhole. That's his power. Now in the poster it, of the movie, he's got like a mechanical situation, but he's not. But the best is, so the dog makes, he barks from the other side of the door and mm -hmm. the guy delivers a fucking rock solid line of dialogue. The dog barks and he goes, Hey, is that that dog? <laughs> well he makes it he makes Ali Sheedy put it outside he can't believe that the dog would be in the house that's what he's so shocked by because she had put him out in the back and back you know and then he she lets him back in um because he's too big he, you know she he wants to get it inside and she's like no you have to be out man yeah, we know he wants to get it inside we, we but, talked about but, that but he uh but he won't leave so then she goes back upstairs and resumes the romantic interlude which Max Interrupts. Puts a stop to. Yep. Yeah, it's a stop to. And, you know, I I have to say I feel for the boyfriend a little bit in this. He's a dick. Not really. But, but I mean, Max is the worst. And the parrot is also the worst. The parrot cusses. <laughs> the parrot cusses all the time because the, the neighborhood kid that somehow comes over and hangs out, um, he trains the parrot to say bad words. And one of them being, uh, he fart, said, today's, today's word is fart face. Yeah. <laughs> I got to zoom in on that. Yeah. That's two words, I believe. I, think, fart face, one I word? think it's one word. All right. Fair enough. So, you know, it's funny, though. So, yeah, at the end of the movie, they list the victims uh, of uh, Max, all of his crimes. Mm -hmm. And they talk about, you know, cat, mailman, this and that. And they do say blue balls, boyfriend blue balls. So <laughs> that's nice. That they listed it. Do you think that? So let's talk a little bit about this neighbor that comes over on the a kid. Yeah, the kid just. Just friends to Ali Sheedy that comes over and, and eats pizza out of her fridge. Yeah. Does a little tribute to uh, Tango and Cash for that scene. How's that? Says, oh, pizza. Wow, no. pizza. He opens it up. Nice. Opens the fridge it's up. A yeah. week, it's week old pizza and he's cool with it. Mm -hmm. He starts. Uh, yeah, at one point, he's uh, making a milkshake in her blender. Yep. Like this he, movie, this movie kind of fat shames a little bit. Did you notice that? You think, oh, yeah, well, she's trying to give him healthy. Well, and then, and then that cop, they're fat, that other cop fat shames the other cop throughout the movie. Yeah, he wants him to go on a diet. How does that work out for both? Well, he, does, he doesn't die from obesity. So, so I guess. <laughs> um, Unnecessary murders, by the way. Most all of them are, actually. <laughs> and then they still try to position Max like he's, I, I mean, he's the bad guy in this. 
but so is everybody else. It's a weird, like, you know, there's no good guy, really. I guess Ali Sheedy. And at the end, there's a new puppy introduced named Spike. He's very cute. And and and, and apparently invincible. <laughs> yeah, he it's in a massive know. car accident. Everybody is decimated. And and Spike's licking Lance's face like, oh, whoa, that was rough. That was Thursday. Nobody, died. Nobody dies in that car accident. Nobody. I know, but it's Spike is none worse for the wear. But let's um, go. Let's go a little bit back because uh, first yeah, of yeah. all, there's the Paperboy sequence, and I was yeah. astounded by that sequence. It okay. got me super excited about a, about a world where a movie version of the game Paperboy was made. I was reminded of the movie Paperboy. That game kid Paperboy. is the spinning image of the title card of the Paperboy video game when it boots up. <laughs> yeah, and he and he was he's he is doing paperboy game like things in the movie he's winging those papers and he hits max in the head with them <laughs> which would get him points in the game i think right they i kind know of- uh maybe yes if you well if the dog is if he interrupts the dog doing something dumb he'll mm-hmm. get points but if it, the dog is innocent then he'll lose points as a matter of Did fact you- there's a chance he may lose the ability to throw pizza uh, papers to that house in the next run did you think that max was going to catch the paper in his mouth Paper. I thought he was going to catch the paper. No, I thought he was going to read the paper. <laughs> so anyway, he gets pissed. He gets hit in the head with this paper, and the paper boy says something like, "I'm sorry," but he's kind of laughing, which Max didn't like that, and he uh, then terrorizes the paper boy by, but he bites his tire, which the paper boy would be next. Yeah, but Ali Sheedy calls me. He goes, "Max, where are you?" And she it- calls Max home, saving the paper boy's life. That's Max's first like when you that's the first time you know that well you know, things are going to start going bad for people in this neighborhood. Yeah. And cats. The cat scene blew my mind. All right, let's talk about that. Because there's a, they've, they they allude to this neighbor's cat being a pain in the ass. Yeah, a jerk. Orange tabby. We need we see none of this jerk. It hisses at something, but it's not necessarily a bad cat. No. And these kids are supposedly watching Max and they abandon him when he takes off after the cat. Well, that's what happens is they they take Max for a walk and they're well, the, the neighborhood kids on rollerblades. Ali Sheedy allows this. And so then there's this cat that hisses at them. And they hate they hate this cat. And they say they let Max go. They go, get him, Max, get him. So they 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 kind of chase Max as he's Max is chasing the cat. Cat goes up a tree. Cat's like, I'm safe up here, bro. Yeah, and Mac, well, Max transforms. Mm-hmm. He uh because one of the things he's been infused with is apparently some sort of a climbing animal. Yeah, he can he has like extended claws that can get him up the tree. He does so. And then he swallows the cat whole while burping. Oh, he burps. So there's a, a shot of like the cat is halfway in this puppet's mouth, mm-hmm. and there's burp sounds the entire time. And then the kids and say, once again, the movie does not know the tone it's trying to go for here. But the kids um, are horrified that this does. They have to hand it to the kids. They're horrified this happens. They did not expect to see it. They blame each other and then they run away. Yeah. And yeah, then the which, next time we see Max, he's fine in the house. So nothing went bad. Well, no, he later then rapes a dog That's with a, the cat inside of him. Yeah. Which is weird. It's weird that the way that whole film, that whole scene is filmed. It's like watching a scene from like Vice Squad or something. No, it's it's an actual rape. It is. It's a weird. I, why put it in the movie? It's 
awful actually it's it and is. they try to make it funny they try That's to make it saying. funny it doesn't understand what's happening and there's this awful scene where they're showing something else and that sound is permeating the neighborhood so max you know the 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 owners leave this dog alone max sees it he goes and in, breaks into the house it's the same kid the, by the way the neighborhood kid it's his dog it's collie it's, yeah yeah it's his dog and so then he the dog tries to run upstairs and go into a bedroom. Max follows. And then they play puppy love. They show a woman looking for her cat. She goes, where are you, my cat? And then you hear this horrible sque- squeal by the other dog as it's getting jackhammered. Yeah. And it is mind boggling that this would be in the movie. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> why you would put it this mo- and and play it like a joke it's so weird man it is so weird <laughs> i couldn't believe i couldn't believe it i could not believe it and it's not a it's not a scene people talk about and i feel like we need to bring it to to people's attention maybe really let's let's try to get an outrage <laughs> outrage twitter outraged about this <laughs> uh as a director, by the way, just passed away. The writer director actually um, believe he um, killed himself. By the way, oh shit! Yeah, I read that today. He must have got. He must have used the four ninety nine no. sale. No. <laughs> no. Oh, but uh, but um, that's he was uh, this guy. By the way, and we were kidding about his film. He was actually really, I think, liked in the horror community, and people really, especially like Don Mancini, who has most of the. Director. That's the name people think about when they hear Child's Play. Right, but he had a lot of good things to say about this guy when when he passed away. He said that he, you know, a lot of credit for the child Child's Play success is is due to some of his inventions. So, um, you know, R.I.P. The scene is weird, and there's no so the Child's Play movies are dog shit. They didn't get good until Bride of Chucky, until Ronnie U stepped in. You know, like the first. I hate. Movie? I think they're awful. I think they're awful movies. But hmm. but when Ronnie you came in, I think like I because I yeah. I watched yeah, the Chucky's fun. Bride yeah. of Chucky and see the Chucky to a much lesser extent, but I, that Bride of Chucky is great. Um, okay, so there. Okay, so let's let, let's let's rewind a little bit. This dog has been infused with all of these characteristics from other animals in the kingdom. You know, it's, it's the apex predator according to you know mm-hmm. just the collection. Um, I I need you to remind me which animal in the animal kingdom is the one that uh, flushes evidence down the toilet. <laughs> well the boyfriend tries to poison max with what brand rat poison that is also a this that's a stranger scene it's a strange scene too okay so the dog uh, the boyfriend tries to poison max after he realizes that max tries to kill him by biting through his brakes he bites brake his fucking brake line <laughs> and, the, and the which is boyfriend the way that's what crocodiles uh, are known for so that's obviously a riff. So the, instead of the boyfriend uh, going, well, I'm living with some dog. He says, this dog wants me dead. But, you know, it says it like it's a human being. You know, like he's like, this person wants me dead. I would, if if a dog like maybe chewed through a brake line, I'd say maybe it's time to leave town. Like this dog is very smart. He decides he's going to poison this very smart dog and puts a... Uh, po- poison in his uh, like ground chuck. And right? what brand? No, raw meat. That's what I'm talking about. The poison. This is the weirdest. It's the most. Prop. Mo- it's the most movie prop prop of all time. 
It says it says rat poison. It says something. It says rat dead. And poison up top, right? Yeah, it's called. And it looks like something like a child would make for a school project exactly. or, or a play. Yeah, it is. We have to get a shot of it because it is unbelievable. It's it is like they. It's like the special effects guy like said, "Oh, we need something." Oh shit! And they had to like. He's like, "I have a placebo we can use until we roll camera." And they're like, and, and, and it's like, all right, are you guys ready? Oh, oh, we're done. We already checked the gate. Done deal. And, and and it's not like they try to hide it. Like they, you know, I you don't have to show the box. You can say, you can have the character go, you know, I'm going to poison this dog and then just start pouring shit into the, but they show this box at least three or four times. Like, you know, it is <laughs> ridiculous. And it doesn't work. The dog is onto him. No, it's actually kind of a funny scene where he gives this chopped meat to the dog that's infused with rat dead, and the dog is smelling it, and he's and it's looking up at him, and it's smelling, it's looking up at him, and then it starts to growl, and the guy realizes, oh shit, and that's when mm. this huge scene happens where the dog tries to get his ass. Yeah, he he escapes from the dog a couple he, times. He escapes, but then the dog knows that Ali Sheedy's coming home. So what does he do with that poisoned food? Yeah, he dumps it in the toilet and flushes the toilet. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I would I would have if the dog was smarter, I would have left that in the toilet and not flush and then made illusions that the boyfriend dumped that out. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, my God, did you see what he did in the bathroom? Yeah. This is from his bowels. He shit his you know brains out. Yeah, <laughs> he's not. He is not someone you need to be in a relationship with. Ali Sheedy. Ali Sheedy, by the way, in this movie, acts wet. <laughs> Uh, did you notice that no not in the love scene she's she's in the shower and when the boyfriend comes home and he's reprimanding her for bringing a dog without his permission to their abode and she is dripping wet like her she does not towel off she is her hair is dropping droplets on her face she's she's got virtually no hair in this movie so it's not a problem she's got a short hair but you think you would just drag a towel over yeah well, she remember yeah. early on she's she won't let the dog see her naked. Uh, it's a character moment for her. Oh yeah, well yeah, and they're, they're Max- like, "Why'd you say yes to this project?" Well, they met my quote, and there's a scene where I won't let the dog see me naked. So, um, like I said, she's not doing much in this movie. She's usually not home when Max is doing all this craziness. Um, in fact, the boyfriend does more heavy lifting. I think. Uh, in the movie until he gets acid pissed on. So what 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 is also another thing that differentiates Max from the a, a normal dog? His his urine can burn. His urine is acid. Why? <laughs> <laughs> now Lance, Lance Henriksen says that he's he's making a weapon. That's kind of what he's trying to do. And so does that part of it is that he wants to make an intelligent dog that pisses acid? It just seems like it's too much. You see Lance putting a hazmat suit on. Oh, is there is there an outbreak? No, I'm going to walk the dog. <laughs> well, okay, I got a super zoom, by the way. I, the yeah, film yeah. does one thing very well. Mm-hmm. It, people use their glasses really well in this movie. Okay. There are scenes where they take the time for characters to use their reading glasses perfectly. Like when Lance is looking at different photos of, of suspects, he has to put his reading glasses up for every picture. And then right. later on in the film, you got the boyfriends using using glasses just to read shit. 
it's very they're very conscious about the use of eyewear. Well, you know, Henriksen is one of those guys that like he's he's like a treasure and he'll like really bring a lot to a project. Like he'll do like background research. He'll bring some of his own stuff. And, you know, he's probably like, well, this guy's probably has this is how he would. He probably is. What is that? Nearsighted? Like when you what is it? Or far side? I don't know. what. Anyway, so he probably brought that. And the director's like, I don't fucking care, Lance. You can do whatever you want with these pictures. Just you're supposed to be looking through them. He's like, well. He probably brought that detail in. I wouldn't be surprised. Is that this is what a Jaguar owner would do? So, <laughs> do you like when Lance says to the cops, "You don't get it. Max is fragmenting." <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's a big one. I have that. Sh- I have that shirt actually. And the, and the, and I have to hand it to the cops. They don't get it. They don't. Do you know what I'm saying? But then they, they do. Then they do. Yeah, they do get it. Um, and then, and then, and then the, like, then the Lance, film. Lance, okay, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. The film decides to introduce Bill Sanderson for no reason. You know, Ali Sheedy has to get Max. They has to get him out of the picture for a minute. And you want to talk about the the epitome of unnecessary scenes? William Sanderson's part of this movie. So Ali Sheedy, uh, the, she acquiesces and decides that Max is too much dog for their house for her. And, you know, he needs to be with somebody, you know, this is a stolen dog, by the way, but she needs to be with somebody where he can run free. And so she takes him, of course, to the local junkyard, which she appears to have a relationship with this guy. Like she knows him, it seems like. But um, she said, will you take my dog? And William Sanderson's like, of course, I, you know, I love dogs. Um, you know, th- he'll be great here. And and so Ali Sheedy, le- Ali Sheedy leaves, and as soon as she leaves, he hits Max over the head with a shovel, <laughs> <laughs> thus ensuring his death. Well, well, the funny thing is, um, is that uh, there's a like William Sanderson is bragging on this piece of rawhide he's got in his pocket to Max when when Sheedy's there. He's like bragging it up, and then he pulls out this little tiny, little tiny twig of rawhide. Yeah, no, he does, but it's uh, but he, a fucking he, millennial. I'm gonna have a zoom in though. Yeah, he gives him two. He does, but he's bragging it up, and then he pulls out this little tiny. Mm-hmm. Max, the viewer and Max is 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 seeing through this shit. This guy's full right. of it. Yeah. Um. Let me see here. I'm I'm trying to skip to the part with the. You love junkyard dogs. That's a fa- that's a favorite of yours. Like you like to see a junkyard dog. And Max, <laughs> how do you think he would? Do you think he would be a good junkyard dog? Yeah, yeah. I don't know why you would <laughs> say that, but well, you you every once in a while you bring up a that term to me. You like to say junkyard dog. I mean, in fact, in fact, you mind if I zoom in? Yeah, you love to say it. <laughs> so, do you remember? Um, do you remember the GI Joe character? If I'm junkyard? not mistaken, there was didn't oh. didn't Mutt wasn't Mutt a GI Joe figure, and he had junkyard dog was his accomplice, his little dog. I think, I think that's, I think that's maybe. And I and I know I've mentioned Chopper from Stand by Me on this show. Yeah, before. you have done that. Um, you know the thing is, you know, so Max wakes up and he's chained to a bunch of junk in the junkyard. William Sanderson's blow torching something it doesn't matter. <laughs> and uh, Max starts to get loose and he's barking and, and Sanderson's all mad. He's like, just shut up. And then he starts to threaten 
Max with the blowtorch, he's like, he's like, I'm going to make you a hot dog. He does get that little bon mot yep. out. And then Max gets loose and he does actually, Sanderson, before he dies, before he gets bit in the crotch to death, he does blowtorch Max's face. And Max spends the rest of the movie with a little like um, burn scar across his, his face, which is kind of cool makeup, actually. They must have. What is that? What? Yeah, who is it? It's What's Mutt that? and Junkyard Dog. I did have that actually. I had that figure. Now that you showed it to me, yeah. Yeah the the who whole was... what's the deal with the hot dog scene? Well, he says that to him. He says he's I'm going to make you a hot dog because he's going to make Max hot with the blowtorch. And uh, and then he does. He lights his face on fire. He does, and then. And then the best. Okay, this is where the movie really kind of Mm -hmm. endears itself and embarrasses me at the same time. Okay. Because Max, okay, so everything goes straight to shit. The the whole script, everything goes straight to shit once Max leaves the junkyard because all of a sudden every other subplot has kind of come to full focus. This dog arrives in town with the cops in hot pursuit with Mm -hmm. Lance Hendrickson in home invading Ali Sheedy Everything just goes fucking nuts. Right. And there's a scene where the the police are in hot pursuit of this dog. Right. It's ridiculous watching this happen. And then the judge jumps over cars in some pretty bad effects. And then the, the, the local dog catchers get in on it. They corner the dog in a garage. And what does the dog do in the garage? Well, first of all, it disappears because it com- has chameleon abilities. And, the, and these goofy dog pound guys that you're sure that they're going to die because they're arrogant and they're mean to dogs and they can't wait to capture. Dogs. And they're also coming in from a completely different movie. Yeah. They're goofing. And so they go into this garage, they chase Max into this garage and then the door goes down, trapping them in there because Max has somehow decided that he's going to trap them in there. Yep. Um, and then they get their faces real close to something and Max appears like he's been invisible. He's and fucking he predator. He's the predator. Yeah, he, there's a predator and, scene in this movie, but they live. They run away. They, Max does not kill them. That's sh- surprising to me. Don't you think that they were destined to die as soon as you saw them? Absolutely. Just, when you think this movie is gonna is gonna throw a jab at those a haymaker, when you think it's gonna throw a haymaker, it gives you a jab. It's fucking on. It's very light on its toes. This movie to find convention with every swing. Um, it sucks. Perry Perry does it. So her boyfriend does something also pretty amazing. So he, he's surprised that she gives the dog away. He didn't think he didn't, he wanted her to do it, but he didn't think she'd go through with it. She gives Max away. He's like, what? He's blown away. He's like, I'm going to get blown all night tonight. He brings home a puppy. He brings home a, a, a a little cute dog named Spike. And he, who, who the owners or assured him that that wouldn't get much bigger than, than it is now. It's like a Jack Russell Terrier or something. You got a little small guy that's never going to get too big to murder. And he names him Spike, which which Ali Sheedy doesn't like at first, but then she lives with it. And, um, and they tease that the dog likes to chew on electrical sockets. And yes, by the end of this film, Spike has murdered somebody. <laughs> Spike is... He, he kills Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, who gets ele- who gets surprisingly electrocuted to death in this instead of chewed on. I thought he was going to get chewed apart. I mean, this it doesn't make any sense. He he does sh- right before he gets chewed apart. 
He does blow Max away with a shotgun, though. That's a great scene, actually. That's a great shot because there's a shot where Max is leaping, Lance fires, and he gets blown through the glass window. But it's it's a great series of shots. Yeah, and then he he well, he gets electrocuted by a fucking little puppy. He does a little revenge from the animal kingdom. But what what blows me away is that there's no one to root for. You don't, you know, at this point you're kind of rooting for Hendrickson to stop Max, who's on a killing spree. But Henriksen's despicable. So you, it's like, but then you're also like, isn't he supposed to be trying to save this creation? And he's not. Yeah, he the, decides a shotgun to death. It's funny. Instead. Yeah, he's completely turned. I mean, I don't know where he turns. His whole goal in this whole thing is to protect his investment and his creation. And then suddenly he, he wants to kill it more than anybody. I don't I don't <laughs> get it. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. That's why you don't get it. Like at no point is like I said, there's no one. To re- other than I guess the person you can kind of root for is Spike, the little puppy. You know, like he kind of becomes the hero until he murders somebody, and then he has blood on his paws at the end too. <laughs> and it's then weird, and it's weird because L- Lance Henriksen has to know that this girl got murdered in- on his watch. He has to know. Well, he 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 covered it up, right? He, Judy at the beginning, yeah. the beginning, yeah, the first victim, yeah, he he covered up, but they don't explain what happened. Well, they don't yeah. show his involvement at all. No, and we didn't talk about the mailman's death in this either. Yeah, does, can I does, talk? Can I? Does he die? Can I bring up that? Can I bring up the actor's name? Please do. That, by the way, that death scene is the most stylish scene in this film. It is slow motion. That it is a lot of different ang- strange angles, close ups. The mailman um, goes for his uh, mace, sprays it in slow motion across Max's eyes because Max is threatening him. It doesn't work. No. He gets chased over a fence. He gets bit in the leg, and then he gets bit in the throat. Yeah. He dies. And then Max buries the body. He buries the body. <laughs> he covers up his crimes. And, with- and where where is this ultra remote secret place he, he buries the body? Under the house. Under Ali Sheedy's porch. So here's another thing. The actor that plays the mailman is named. I know his last name. Is named Rick Barker, which is incredible. Right. Um, and I wonder if he has a relationship to uh, Bob Barker. Come on now. But no, Rick Barker is in this. Still working today, I believe. Uh, still going to conventions, obviously. Still signing autographs from this. Yeah. Um, not still working. I don't know how I got that. He's not still working. He's, probably he's a stunt. He's, he's a stunt guy. Yeah, he's a stunt guy. I don't think he's dead. Um, yeah, he's. You think he liked being in this or Independence Day more? Probably this. Yeah. He probably well, he does. He's featured for sure. And what movie used this scene in it? Friday. Yeah. It's part part of one of the the very small amount of trivia that IMDb has for this this movie. Um this this scene was featured in Friday. But it, I do you agree that this is the most stylish scene in this film? I I can I can go with that. Although I I, I the scene where Lance and the dog get destroyed is also stylish. And mm. and, and if you want to go in the other direction, it's some of the worst uh bypass photography when they're in the car, the fa- the fake driving stuff is really mm. bad in this. But you know what's funny? This movie kind of has a similar like midnight meat train, you know, connotation now. Yeah, yeah. And problem Boy, child. Shows yeah. Shows up in a in a better movie. Yeah, problem child does it. 
Meet train where, where does Prom Child shows the Prom Child two, I think. Yeah. yeah, and that's where uh and and uh, De Niro's laughing his ass off watching Problem Child two in the theater. That is a strange. by the way, I read about that. Um that was they they just that's found footage. That he wasn't playing Max Katie. They actually just videotaped De Niro going to see that movie. <laughs> can I can I say this about this movie? Um, why did we watch it? Who <laughs> you let me live? Whatever this life can give to me, you were Ali Shidi. like a hot siri in this <laughs> oh my god it's first of all define hot <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm talking yeah, about of course. he's got this awful it's funny because he'll he'll talk to his 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 digitized robot chick and then it'll go to just boring old spreadsheets and shit yeah well he he talks to a computer that's like an ai and it has a it's a, a woman an actress obviously but it's supposed to be a it's supposed to be computer generated a uh, female that he that he created and he'll ask it questions like where's max oh is he defragmenting yet or whatever he says right <laughs> and then uh the woman's like uh 100 started to defragment what does he say oh fragmenting and um but yeah he's got like a he's got like this little ai that he talks it's, to. it's awful sega cd graphic level shit it reminds me almost of you know there are movies that aren't cut for it that try to have 
a technological element to it. You know, mm -hmm. it's okay, like in the thing where Kurt Russell's asking the computer dumb questions about the, how long it'll take for the, the thing to infect the world. It's 82. There's not much you can do. But this, they have no excuse to pull this shit. Um, do you think the, the tag, the log line for this film, like the brief, let me, let me I'm going to run it by you. Dumb idiot brings home experimental dog. Pretty what good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I know dumb idiot is kind of redundant, but you have to kind of emphasize it because she, cause Ali Sheedy seems pretty dumb in this until maybe at the end, she never really kind of realizes that she's in any danger Except at the end, she thinks she's kind of endangered from Henriksen. Right. And then we didn't talk about her boyfriend getting a, a face full of acid piss. <laughs> there is a there is a dog attack at the end that takes place upstairs when they think Max is at the junkyard. And it's kind of like they throw a dog puppet at this actor and then the, the dog drags this guy out and pisses on him. It's really yeah. reminiscent of the fly. And, when, and um, Rawhead Rex. And Rawhead Rex, yeah. I like the end of Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Um, Remember the dog pisses fire in that one. By the way, the way that they catch the dog at the end I thought was a little weird. Okay. Uh, they, they, they just pull up the app for a fender locator and it tells you where the nearest rapist is. And, oh, Max is right there. And they just find him. <laughs> where, does the, where does the phrase man's best friend come from? You know, it's old. Yeah. Like 80s. I think it's even older. Yeah. 70s. Yeah. Do you, do you think that the Max is a, is a you think they should have called this woman best friend? Because really, Max is fixated on Ali Sheedy's character, right? Yeah. For a while. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even at the end, right? Like, it seems like Max really never turns on her. And then that much. And Lance fucks up. Yeah, he's, he's subtle. He's subtle. He comes to the door blowing shit. Yeah. Although that whole scene where she's hiding behind cages, that it's pretty, mm -hmm. pretty rough. Pretty rough little sequence there. Right. They said that they're they I was looking this up. Where does the phrase man's best friend come from? They said that John Laffia invented it for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um do you believe that? Do you believe that dogs are man's best friend? Probably. And if you could give it to another animal, which one would you give it to? I, I think I'd I might give it to something else. All right. Like ferret. Okay. From the Beastmaster or Yeah. Beastmaster's best friend. What do you think of ferrets? Have you ever owned one? You have to. I haven't have, but I, I have a friend who who did and I like them. They smell funny. Okay. How come you never owned one? Because you owned a lot of animals. Because the life. smell and because the the poop. The the litter situation is messy as shit. And they okay, chew and they chew everything. Other than that, though. Perfect. Yeah. But if you ever need to dispatch a rip torn, Jesus, they're the best. Who do you think is uh, Michael Mann's best friend? <laughs> All right. Well, I killed it. You I destroyed this. I destroyed this one. Yeah. I nailed it. Yeah. I'm glad I bought it. There's no way. And it's hard. That's the thing about Apple. It's hard to delete those things off of permanently <laughs> off of your, yeah. off your library. It just saves it. Even when you delete it off of your 
iTunes, it still knows you bought it. Yeah, but at some point, I'm going to need to ground my kids, and I've got a perfect perfect thing to put them in front of for a couple of hours. Does it? Did, whenever you turn it on, does it? Does it say, uh, "Do you want to just go to the scene?" And it just takes you to the dog rape. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's funny because uh, uh, when I went out to iTunes earlier today, I said, since you bought Man's Best Friend, would you like, and it li- linked me to depression on, on Google. And it just gave me a bunch of like helplines, help, <laughs> hotlines and shit. <laughs> oh, that, dis- that cat scene has disturbed me a little bit too, when he swallows the cat hole. Yeah. And, 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 and his body too. Well, it looked like the, I mean, it was a real cat shoved in a, in a dog, dog puppet. That cat had to be having a tough, that's not a. You could tell in that scene, the cat is not thrilled. No, it looks scared. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's got Mm -hmm. a Kevin Yeager created fucking puppet all around it. And then, um, you think Hendrickson was actually scared too at any point in this? No. Only when he had to, only when he had to give the Jaguar back. Man, he's in the same outfit this whole film. He never changes. It's like a superhero costume. And he is so he is he is smelling his own sink too. He's walking around thinking he's the sexiest part of America. You know, he's he when is. he's walking to the TV station all mm-hmm. purposefully after he sedated the cop, he is walking mm-hmm. through that thing like he owns a place and he's like, "Yeah, I see the way this fucking denim overcoat is billowing while I walk. I could see my fucking I bought okay, after aliens went nuts, he's like, right. scripts were coming at me left and right. I took the two best. I got the horror show, Pumpkinhead. I got this. Oh my God, I'm killing it. It's like I got, I hired a personal assistant. Well, um, I think that uh, he got a Newton. People, people do like, but people do like uh, Pumpkinhead a little bit nowadays, right? It's bad. Do you think he's on a. I'm gonna. I'll give you a call sometime, Sigourney basis. And then, do you think in 1993 he's like, "What are you working on, Sigourney?" And she's like, "Yeah, I'm shooting a Kevin Klein movie with uh, called Dave." How about you, Lance? What you, What are you working on? <laughs> well, I mean, you know the great actress Ali Sheedy, right? Yeah. You're aware of William Sanderson, I suppose. Well, we've teamed up and we're doing a killer dog movie. She, he he's like tell me, Dave's about like the uh, the president being infirm and his lookalike is like is is brought in to help him. Uh, but is there any scene where he pisses acid on anybody's face? <laughs> I mean that. And that's then an he, al- it is. he hangs up. He goes, "I'm out." Delete Sigourney from his phone. I mean that is an alien. Alien. Remember aliens? The alien. Uh, their their blood's acid. Right. Is this is this an alien? Is Lafia referencing alien with the with the piss? I don't know. Who knows, man? Who who could know? Yeah, you know, it's a mystery. What was Hendrickson? Let's see what he's working on around ninety three. Let's see if this is. The By the way, so the film ends on a on a astounding uh, asinine scene where Ali Sheeter visits Ali Sheeter. Ali Sheedy visits his kid's house to see. The litter of puppies the collie has bred, and there's a whole handful of adorable little collie puppies. And it pans over to one Tibetan mastiff puppy looking all shitty. Yep. 
Yeah, and he's and he's looking angry. And and nobody gets it. Nobody said, "Hey, by chance, did Max rape our dog?" Because there's he's a Tibetan a... mastiff in our puddle. Uh, by the way, yeah, this came out the same year as Hard Target. Lance was having quite a night, quite a year, and then next year for Lance, Color of Night. Ooh. He was, wasn't he in Jennifer 8 too? He was. That was right before this, 92. He doesn't make it. No, he doesn't. Actually, he gets killed hor- horribly in that. He thinks his best friend kills him. Yeah. Right, Garcia, yeah. Um, Quick and the Dead. And a little, and so he got to work hard. with Garcia, and then he got to work with... <laughs> Those cops, by the way, they... Yeah, Andy Garcia's uh, Andy Garcia likes fate in this as he gets uh, uh, I guess throat torn out in the car off screen in this police car, and then fat shame guy Costanza whatever gets killed. Yeah, he finds the mailman. Finds the yeah. mailman, and that doesn't go well for him either. Mm-mm. No, I kind of like the cops in this actually. I was rooting for them. They are kind of the good guys in this. You know, I think the good guys are everybody who didn't buy it off iTunes. <laughs> all right well let's do the work let's let's do the work so you got you're at the old parlor you're looking into this guy's soulless bleak eyes his fucking piercings overpowering you his pale skin he doesn't even mm-hmm. care about you he's like dude what just what you fucking want man I, I need to get fucking home and do some fucking meth man and it's your time so how are yeah. you gonna immortalize man's best friend on your torso or your, or your person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I would get the I would get the Ford logo or the Chevy logo. And then I'd get instead of Calvin, I'd have Max pissing on it. Isn't that what you know? Oh nice. Hi, there's your little kitty. Hi, Oz. <laughs> um but isn't that isn't that what isn't it, you know, you see Calvin sometimes in the back of trucks yeah. pressing on like a yeah. Chevy logo. Is it a Chevy logo? Yeah, yeah. just do it, but have Max, you know? And then the logo is melting away from the acid piss. Yeah. I've got a weird anti religious like thing on my car now. It's people don't get it. It's John Calvin. Yeah. It's John Calvin pissing. <laughs> um, no, I get it. I like that. I like that. That's actually kind of cool. Oh. oh, it's great. Yeah. I'll put that on my, um, I just put that on my neck. <laughs> Man, you got you got Max pissing on a logo. Yeah, and a melting logo. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, uh, um, I have uh, I have shaved a square in my pubes, a rectangle. Actually, yeah. But let's stick to what we're. Let's do the tattoo thing. <laughs> <laughs> let's do that first before we. <laughs> To reveal, Our, to reveal a box of rat dead. <laughs> the worst. Actually, the tattoo artist might make that look too good. It might actually make it look improve upon the look. Yeah, rat dead. I'm gonna Google. I'm gonna try to Google. I already it did. Picture. I already did. It's can't not, find it. Can't find it. I, well, you have to take a picture of it. Okay, because I actually saw some dead rats that I did not want to see in my life. Um, all right, so you know what? You've been inserted into this film. You're a piece of the puzzle. <laughs> You're right. 
you're in man's best friend. How does how does that work out? What shape does it take? So good. I I think for sure I'd be one of the animals that was experimented on at the beginning of the film that they that they were that they pan across that everybody's they're showing you how bad of a place this is, and they're showing you, um, you know, they show like a you know monkey with a a bandage or like like I said, there's an ape or something that has like half a skull. Um, I'd have, I'd be like a frog with a bandaid on its leg. <laughs> Just, uh, you know, See, I think this is a first, a first, where one of us <laughs> is a frog. And, uh, you know, and I, of course I'd be hyper intelligent as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and also be, I would also be murderous. I'd be, I, I couldn't wait to start my murder spree, but no one let me out of the cage. So I've just been concocting plans behind bars. Right. You know what I'm saying? It'd be awesome if Hendrickson was bragging about his creation and he's like talking about how amazing Max is. Like he's just this wonderful creation. I've, you know, he's so intelligent. Like he's got all these, uh, I've armed him to the teeth with, you know, the mind and the physical and all the stuff. And then he's like, also did that to a frog. Did the same thing to that frog over there. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah. And then he, but he also, you know, I don't know. I, I, I got, he gave me a shot and I have a little bandaid, a little, one of those little tiny. He's like picture Ma- Max with more delicious legs. <laughs> yeah. And I'd be murderous. I'd be a murderous frog. I just can't get out of the cage. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so that is what's so cool about this film. If you think about it, there's a whole other plot, the story to unearth. It's just that I can't get out. Well, you can't get out, but once you're out, you're useless as well. But that's true. Unless, yeah. unless somebody could like create a really tiny Uzi. You're proficient <laughs> and, in, in most forms of firearm, but they have to be your size. And it'd be confusing because my name would be Max too, but it'd be M A C S <laughs> Max. And they call <laughs> And uh, and then Hendrickson was saying, also the frog is fragmenting now. <laughs> thankfully, <laughs> he's in his cage, old Max. Yep. Yeah. So that's what I'd be. How about you? Okay. I'm not, well, not that. That's for sure. Um, no, you can't. I'm going to be a bureaucrat who is uh, yeah. who is uh, approved the uh, the you know the uh, basically the permit on this business at Lancis, and he's going through all these spreadsheets, wondering, I'm not seeing a return on investment and i'm not sure exactly what's going on here and then he's looking through he's like okay so they're torturing like exotic endangered animals i get it i get it they, you got to do that he's like, but what's the product he's like going combing through this shit and at the end he's like wait a minute are you saying this is all for this this dog he made a fucking dog he took a he made a dog and a, 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 sh- and a frog and a frog am i on the am i on the am i on yeah. the spreadsheet so, uh, so the funny thing is this guy is like, he's like, I'm going to pull the plug on this business. And he goes down to the facility mm-hmm. at, at the worst time. Uh, you know, he's, he, he's, he has a, a cup of Earl Grey tea. He walks in and he spills. The worst time, by the way, we might zoom in the worst time, anytime. <laughs> <laughs> he trips, spills the tea 
and is a a, a side effect of of Spike's electrocution. <laughs> He's standing in a puddle of his spilled tea, about to berate <laughs> Hendrickson, burst through the window. <laughs> the guy's mouth's open to com- even though Lance is on the fucking on his back in pain. He's about to berate him, and then Spike murders them both. Yeah, and that electrical shock, it just it short circuits everything. All of a sudden, the frog's cage pops open, and they zoom in on his face and his little eyebrow. My little eyebrows arched. And then the no? and then, uh, and then we see. Uh, then I hop right over to that 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 female dog's house, <laughs> <laughs> and there's. There's a whole mess of tadpoles and then one Tibetan Mastiff. <laughs> what song would they play for me, though? Because they did Puppy Love. Well, the, what would they play for the frog? You know? That's uh, true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something from Toad the Wet Sprocket, probably. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But you know what's funny is when that electrocution happens, there's a cat. Mm-hmm. We see his AI utter her last breath because she gets frazzled. That's it's, it's another <laughs> another victim of this circumstance. I know, I know, and you never do find out what happens to Perry. Yeah, you never. Do they, do they say about acid? Do they mention the acid? They do. They say that he is. I think he is. He's gonna die. I think that's what they leave it. That he's not gonna make it. Really? Um, yeah, because he's not in the end. Like, Ali Sheedy's all happy with the dog, the new puppy. Like she's she's thrilled at the end, but he's nowhere to be found. She's not dating acid face. You know what I'm saying? See, I, Even I if he, thought the guy says that he'll be okay. I thought the paramedic says he's going to be. I don't think so. I don't think so. I hope so, though. I kind of like Perry a little bit, a little bit. Well, um, this is a, it's a mystery because this film has no idea how to play with your emotions. Exactly. Yeah, he yeah, could be course. dead. He could be alive. It doesn't know or care. It doesn't care about anything that really matters. It doesn't care. Yeah, it doesn't care. And. And I made that joke about hopping over to the dogs as the frog, but I what? Let me end that story. The dog kicks me across the world, and I splat. <laughs> I die. That's how my dog. That's how he dies. <laughs> he dies. A, he dies a, a horrible death. Thankfully. Okay. Um. Anyway, so go ahead. Actually, the the here's the sad story. Mm-hmm. He kicks you against glass. Somebody digitizes it, and you become the uh, the image that the internet uses. To piss people off in 2020. Oh yeah, yeah, that frog. Yeah, yeah, that's you. And 2019. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, so you've been given the budget to go nuts with a man best friend attraction, restaurant, theme park. I mean, you can go nuts. Right. Yeah. Oh, you think I would have thought of this before? There's a lot of opportunity here, Nick. And didn't they, I think that they did actually mine this at the time? I think there was a lot of pop ups and stuff, yeah, based on this movie, right? Well, there was at the Collie's house. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't know. There's some, there's a lot of food stuff related to this movie. A lot of lab stuff. Um, I don't know. What how about you? You have any good things? Any good things in your mind? I got to think about that. I was waiting to hear your magic. You know. All right. I've opened up a kennel, you know, yeah. where basically when you go on vacation, we board your pet for you uh, and it's cutting edge. It's very expensive. And uh, so what we do is we set up, this is in today's day and age. So you're able to get digital updates and shit. So what we do is we we've hired ILM 
mm-hmm. and uh, and Digital Domain and Weta to go fucking haywire. And so there's an app where um, you while you're on your cruise or you're at the graduation or you're you know doing some fancy hiking expedition, you could go log onto this app and you could watch perfectly recreated digital photography of your animal being vivisected. So like, you know, you see like you, your puppy, you got like a, a perfectly rendered Lance Henriksen assassinating mm-hmm. it like all over the room. You know, like he's, te- he's testing, he's putting razor blades in its pants. Like he's doing all sorts of crazy shit. You know, he's got his finger halfway up to the knuckle in his butt and he's, he's punch that he's punch bag in the pink. He's like doing all sorts of crazy shit. It's all yeah. digital. There's no real damage being done, but what it does is you get a chuckle while you're on vacation and then you get the residual joy of when you get back and you visit your pet at the place and it's perfectly mm-hmm. fine. It, they, there's a, right. just a tremendous amount of green screen work. Right. And so you get your animal, you collect it, you pay, you get the animal's SAG card, and you move on. Right. You get your dog a SAG card because it's performed in a Hollywood production. And, when they, yeah. and, then, they, and then there's a, a – the, my business also makes money on the other side. Uh, uh, for as torture porn on the dark web. (laughs) 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 Well, I would do, I would sell classes, uh, acting classes based off of this, because I think this movie I, I mean, I think I brought it up before, but it has one of the best wet acting scenes I've ever seen in film where, the, you know, Ali Sheedy's just come out of the shower. She got a towel around her. Didn't she towel? She didn't towel her hair, you know, and she and I would just that's what I would do. I'm I'm not much like I've I've done a little bit of acting in my life <clears throat> in high school, our town. I mean, let's not talk about it. Dr. Gibbs. Thank you. Um but that's a that's a skill I don't think a lot of actors have. I think I think it would throw a lot of good actors is to have take after take. They pour a cup of water on your head and then you have to act like, yeah, I brought the dog home, you know? Yeah. Against your wishes. I didn't tell you about. So what? You know, let's go have sex in a few. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, I think that would I think that I think I you could teach it, it could be. Because how many see have you ever seen a scene where someone's really wet acting and you're like I don't believe this you know this isn't well also this isn't this isn't going anywhere well, so I'm well, going to we use Weta for I'm going to sidestep this and tell you about my actual fear of dogs another reason maybe I didn't like this film is I've been I, we've talked about this before but I've been bit in the face twice <laughs> by dogs twice aren't you thinking about getting a dog. Yes, of course. Yeah, my kids want a dog so much. So we're going to get a dog. And I love dogs. I do. But I have a somewhat of a fear of dogs. And I, when I was a freshman year of college, I came back home and I tried to cuddle with my dog. And he instead bit me in the face and gave me 12 stitches. Uh, Yellow Lab, he felt threatened, obviously. He hadn't seen me in a while. That was problematic. I went back to school with 12 stitches. They almost ripped my nose off, by the way. That's not a joke. Um, had a uh, have big scars from that on my face. What kind of dog was this? Kind of yellow lab. Wow. Sweet dog. The nicest anyway. dogs ever. Uh, and then, so that, so then later, years later after college, I 
there was a, I was at a picnic and I might have said this before, but I there was a little poodle, like an old poodle that my friend's uh, parents had just gotten. They just they just gotten given to them because somebody they knew had passed away at their church. And the dog was jumping up and down, wanted to get up up at the the picnic table. I guess, you know, just everybody was at the picnic table. So he wanted the dog wanted to get on somebody's lap. So I grabbed the dog to pull it up and it instead bit me in the face <laughs> on the cheek, a little poodle. And I almost killed it, Nick. I, I was near a lake and I almost threw that thing into the lake. I was so angry. <laughs> but I didn't because I'm not going to hurt an animal. Did it break the but skin? I it did. I had to get stitches. And here's the thing. Actually, I didn't know. If, I don't get stitches. I got it butterflied, uh, closed. I think, I don't think I got stitches, but I got like a bandage to kind of like <laughs> push the skin together. I have a scar there too. Um, but that then gave me flashbacks to the first bite for about a month. I would have these flashbacks to getting bit in the face and I would shudder thinking about it. <laughs> and I know, so I never had processed the first wound, I guess. And then the third time, of course, this film. That's the third. <laughs> what happened to the yellow lab after it did that? So I love that dog. His name was Mike. And um, I went. I was in college at the time. And my parents then moved to Georgia because we were in Illinois. And they didn't want to take the dog with them. They they gave it to a farm. And so I went with my dad. And we, we gave it to uh, someone who lived on a farm. And I was, in, I was brokenhearted and in tears. And I think that dog later bit somebody at the farm. And I think that they then killed the dog. <laughs> now, my dad won't. My dad, I am 47 years old. And my dad still won't tell me what really happened to the dog. And I said, did they, dad, did they kill him? And he's like, no, Justin, they didn't. He's still roaming out there, just running free. You know? Biting faces. What, yeah, he was once a, they've taste, he's, tasted face, you, you know, it's all she wrote. And, um. He was, I will, I will say that I asked my dad about like, you know, after he, the second victim got bitten and I think that person got bit in the foot. I said, what, I said, what's happening? And he said, Mike is fragmenting. <laughs> that's what he said to me. Uh, so that's, that's, I'm going to, I just distracted from my terrible business idea and, and talked a little bit about my uh, history with dogs. Have you ever been, been bit by a dog? Not really. Oh, not tasty enough, I guess. I've gotten scratched yeah. in the face by a cat. Of course, yeah, I've been scratched in the face by a cat too. Not like that's not pleasant. not like this. Oh, what happened? <laughs> uh, oh God, let me. I got to remember this cat's name too. It was, it was like one of the first cats I ever knew. Oh, right, the, the great story. <laughs> great story about. It. So we moved to Georgia, and my my aunt lived in Dunwoody, and at the time right. the whole family was together, and they weren't all divorced and ruined. Um. But they had this cat. I forgot. I cannot believe I don't remember his fucking name. But um, um, I loved it. I love this cat. It made me want a cat mm -hmm. so bad. And it wanted nothing to do with me. Um, so one day, um, I'm it's under the table. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to see this cat. And this fuck, I went down there to get say, hey. And it scratched me from the top of my forehead, slowly down my entire face, its entire paw. Jesus. And it made like perfect lines. It looked like I was like a fucking grid and it just nailed me. Nailed me. Did it, did it draw oh, yeah, blood? It was, yeah, it, it was. I look like fucking pinhead. It was crazy. So I don't remember. The, did you go to the hospital? I didn't go to the hospital, but the cat, I, I, I still love the cat for some reason, but yeah, 
Um, oh, I still love my dog when he did that. So, and that was 12 stitches, man. And and the funny, I remember being furious because people didn't get the severity of what had just happened, you know? Right. And the funny thing was, is this cat like the, uh, weeks later, that cat got killed in the weirdest way. Oh my God. <laughs> what happened? So, erotic asphyxiation. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> uh, it, uh, the garage door was closing and it didn't have one of those little sensors. Yeah. And the cat was walking through and it nailed it on the neck and just squashed it, squashed the cat's neck in the garage. Mm, door. That's what happened, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, he did it. Yeah, that's what happened. The garage door got it. Huh? Yeah. I wasn't involved. I love that cat. You weren't anywhere to be found, right? <laughs> Were you pressing that? Were you were you the person that pressed the garage door button? No, no. But the funny thing is, is no. You would never. The thing about you is, you would never hurt an animal. So even if an animal actually hurt you like that, yeah, I was kept kidding, but you never would hurt an animal. Yeah, but the funny thing is, is that like they, they were too cheap. It was their it was their thrift that killed that cat. They didn't spend yeah. the extra money to get a garage door with the sensor. Yeah, the little. Yeah, because then the cat would have been just fine. But no, the thing got squat. That's what happened in Scream. Remember the there's a garage door death in the original Rose Scream. Rose McGowan, right? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make a lot of sense. That's what the cat's name was. No. Uh it was so it was so weird because I used to go like this house, this was like my favorite thing. Because they, right. they had like two secret rooms in this house, and the son would bully the shit out of me, like really torment me, and I was fine with right. it because they had secret rooms. Secret rooms are the best. I, I went to a lake house once and there was like a whole uh, in the bedrooms, there's like doors and you can go in the door and it go all around the outer ring of the second floor. Like there was these like just little crawl space up there. You can just, and that's now thinking about it, it might be a little creepy why that was in there. Maybe people were kind of spying on the rooms or something, but I thought it was cool when I was a kid. What was the secret rooms in this place? What kind of secret so rooms? The closet, two of the sons, there's three sons, two of the sons, mm-hmm. their bedrooms had closets Right. And then the closets had little secret doors at the back of the closets that led through this like little crawl space into a secret room over the garage that that they could hang out. In? Yeah. And it was That's it cool. was like a mutual meeting. It was totally out of a horror movie. It seemed like. Yeah. And it was just really cool because I would just go there and I remember the kid like one of them who's like two years older than me would treat me like absolute shit. But you didn't mind. But they had electronics, you know, so I get to go there and play, you know, the Odyssey 2 or whatever. So I, right. so I felt special, but now I want to, yeah. but the thing is, here's the truth. I, I got bigger than him eventually. Did you bully him? I didn't bully him, but, Ever? but I, there was a moment where he realized he couldn't do anymore. That was my little moment. That was my little, that was my little Stephen King moment there. Nice. You know, I threw the rocks back across the river at him. Nice little it reference there. Um. So yeah. So now you're on an Island. You've yep. been gathering debris all this time. You've got so much shit going on. Uh, mm-hmm. You've got to take something from the best. So what do you take from man's best friend for your island? Like, what's what's your keepsake? There's only one thing to take, in my opinion. All right. And all the stuff in this film, there's only one thing to take. Okay. When the dog cuts the brakes of Perry's car, and Perry pulls the emergency brake at the last minute, and he stops the car. Then he gets it towed to a mechanic. Mm-hmm. And they're looking underneath. The mechanic and Perry, the boyfriend, are looking underneath the car and trying to figure out what happened. And he, the mechanic's like, looks like your brake line got bitten through 
by a killer dog, you know, something like that. Um, the mechanics eating a burrito under, as they're talking, he's, he's looking at the brake line and he's eating this burrito. That's what I take. I take the man's best friend burrito. Can I zoom in? Yeah. That man eating that burrito fucked me over. What do you mean? It's Robert Uh-oh. Shea, my man. New line. Yeah. That's Robert Shea playing yeah. that part. Lynn Shea's brother. Yep. Head of new line. I didn't know that. So he effed you over for Meg. Yeah. Yeah. He, okay. he, uh, he had, uh, I don't know if I've told this story before, but they had the financing in place for three movies. And some of the people on my team were, were very much responsible for this financing coming in in the first place. Right. And they had four movies and three spots to fill them with. Right. There was Meg, Rush Hour 3, Hairspray, oh. and The Golden Compass. And and then not only did they make all three of those films and all three of them, even though Hairspray was sort of a critical hit, they were all mm. big money losers for the studio. Right. But not only that, Mr. Shea decided, you know what? I'm going to take a sabbatical with this money and make the last Mimsy. He directed he it? He directed it. They're like, they're like, man, this fantasy genre is really in vogue right now. Let's take a, a huge dump on America. In his defense, the last Mimsy is a fucking classic. I like the first and the first couple of the best. <laughs> I did not know the story, and I'm friends with you. I didn't know that he was involved in any of that stuff. Yeah, it was uh, Toby Emmerich was sort of the major asshole in that whole deal. But yeah, we got screwed. I mean, honestly, the reality of it is, is we were. I mean, I I understand why nobody would make that movie, like our movie, Meg. Yeah, I, Meg? I understand why nobody would have made it. Because it was, this was before any big monster. This is before Cloverfield. This is before Godzilla. This is before all those movies kind of reminded people about monster movies. Mm-hmm. But our movie was, it was actually, it was better than what people got for sure. And that's, that's not my bias talking. That's just facts. But, right. But it still sucks that, that those guys took. Oh, plus that, plus Meg came out. It was, it was a hit though. I mean, it made money. The right? bad version like was a hit. Yeah. So imagine yeah, what yeah. the good version would have been like. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, obviously people were were into seeing a shark, a big shark movie. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, that sucks. By the way, mm-hmm. you playing Maneater? I haven't played it yet. Uh, me and my daughter were playing it this weekend. That's good? Yes. Yeah, once you get used to the controls, it yeah, takes yeah. a little getting used to, but it's pretty great. I'll take a look. I finished my, I finished my game, so I'm looking for a new game. Yeah. So, uh, Red. When, yeah. What would you take? I'd take that burrito, bro. Oh, yeah. Shit. Um, just because Bob Shea touched it, though. His lips touched that burrito. And thus, so would mine. I mean, that's, it's tough to top yours. It's really tough to top yours. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to get every piece of merchandise that says San, San Remo on it. You know, there, there's an animal catching truck, there's a, there's a police sign. There's, I would just have like this little section of this island just tattered with little mentions of this, this fictitious town that we all wish existed. Right. I know. I, it's, it, what's, it's like Lost Boys. Lost Boys has a uh, San Dimas or something, right? It's like, it has a made up Mur- town. Murder well. capital of the world, right? Right. So San, this is San, what'd you say it was San? This is, this is San Remo. 
my God, it's like, do you think it's a reference? To when William Sanderson was runner up for that role that Fred Ward got or Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. What do you think of uh what is that Remo Williams? What do you th- I saw that in the theater. I loved it. It's great, but it's funny that it's based on the Destroyer novels and it has no real connection to him. That guy's still making writing those novels. Mac Bolin? Hmm. I think that's the series is ongoing. That's insane. I might be wrong. You know what's funny is you gotta feel I think one of the reasons, I mean, you love the film industry. We all do. Listeners out there love the film industry. They love how it makes them feel. Right. It's got to make you feel good knowing that somebody can look like chewed up shit like William Sanderson and still get a job in that business. I mean, that guy looks like a fucking turd that went through a blitz creek, like a fucking nightmare blender, came out the other side and got hired. William Sanderson is fucking great. I love him. He is, he is amazing in um, Deadwood. He's amazing in Deadwood. Amazing. One of the best things about it. He's got a dumb name. So, he's got a dumb name in it though. E.B. Farnham. Yeah. E.B. Farnham. Yeah. But he's, uh, you know, what? What? He's best known for that. He's known for the Newhart show. And Blade Runner. He's known for Bob Newhart, and then he's played Blade Runner. Yeah. But what he, would his name be if he was in Deadly Friend? What do you mean? If he was, if, if he wasn't in Deadwood, but he was in Deadly Friend, what was his name? <laughs> PB Farnham. <laughs> this movie has a Deadly Friend vibe, man. It really does. That's a good call. Yeah, yeah, it does. It feels like Deadly that Best movie. Friend. It, because that, I guess, that movie in a way has a weird. It doesn't. It can't pick a tone either, right? Deadly Friend. That's very true. That's that, that, that's very acute. Yeah. And you feel like you want somebody to throw a basketball through your head when you're watching it. <laughs> uh, we need to find uh, a couple more films that live in this little deadly friend universe. Because you're right. Yeah. There's got to be a bunch of uncomfortable, tone-deaf genre films that lurked. Th- this, this was oh. the decade to do it. This was the decade where people would spend the money to make dog ass movies. I mean, the, for sure, this movie, that's the thing is it is, it is, I guess, you know, it's a, what, why does it exist? I guess that's why I can't figure out. Like it's when you like, when you start looking at it, you start pulling it apart. Like, what do they think that, oh, people are going to come see this. No, oh, I get it. Are. I get it. I mean, you think about. Tell me why. Tell me why. I I can't figure because it out. Because Cujo. I mean, like the idea of a of, an, of a deadly animal. It's it's almost like uh, there. It's like disaster films. There has to be X amount of killer animal films every couple of years, right? Because it, it's it's a evergreen concept, right? But do you think that they wanted to make a franchise of these films where Max was like the? They do kill him at the end, but they could easily bring they, him. No, back, they have the right? puppy. So, the puppies. They set right. Up. Yeah. Right. Right, they set it up, but they still could bring back the original. I think it'd be great. No, th- here's how you end this film. Like, mm-hmm. oh God, I can't believe they fucked this up. So imagine this. They pan down to the litter of puppies for an uh, uncomfortably long amount of time. Mm-hmm. Credits start rolling. And then the puppy Max unchameleons. It was... Oh. It was born chameleon invisible and it's been hiding there invisible this whole time. That's perfect. He, yeah. And he, 
And then you know he's got those powers too. Like that's what you have to you see them in action. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no. So it's got he's got new powers. So mm-hmm. in addition to all of that, all those cool ass features that the father gave him, mm-hmm. he also has the ability to get raped. <laughs> well, he got one trait from mom. <laughs> well, so <laughs> so the one thing that I think is interesting is they show the puppy. They show the the puppies, and they pan over to the to the kind of the black sheep of the litter, the max of the litter, right? They show all the cute, like you said, collie puppies. And then this, this piece of hunk of meat, you know, <laughs> and he's like, he looks mean. He looks mad. He looks like, he, it looks like Ethan Supley, like just <laughs> knowing that he's, he's not there for any reason other than his look, you know, like he's like, God damn. <laughs> he looks like he's in some kind of like uh it's almost like he's like a Tina Turner wig or something, you know, like he's got like, they, they kind of make him up to be, I mean, he's a, he's a puppy for God's sakes. He's a cute little puppy, but they try to make him look mean and they, they kind of do. And like I said, that's one thing I was impressed about in this movie is when Max has the acid splash across his face, they, he does get blinded in one eye and they have like makeup effects on the dog that are kind of cool. They are, but you got to feel for that dog who has to, they have to put a lens in its fucking head. I already feel bad for it for being in the film. <laughs> Do you think its owners bragged about this movie oh, you, until it came out? Are you kidding? They were like, they had the, they were like, you guys want to come over and watch a breakfast club? You could watch Ali Sheedy pre max. Like you could see, you could see what her career was like before she hooked up with our dog. And then, Oh my God, we're so excited. And then, you know, the dog is in the corner, like just it's paws are over its head, you know, like it's been fucking violated. It still has a, like a dripping eye from the contact lens that it could not adapt to. It's never been the same. It, it, it it shits its fucking fur whenever they see Lance Hendrickson in any form on TV. (laughs) They said that, um, they said, uh, (laughs) it's eyes dripping for the contact. Um, Ali Sheedy said that she revealed that the dog improv most of its scenes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, a, uh, yeah, in, think- in the original script, the collie and it just solved crimes together. <laughs> do you think that, uh, do you think there was a lot of improv- improvisation on this film? Do you think that the Lafia let the actors go nuts? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, other than Henriksen, but you know he's bringing his own flavor to this role. I mean, he they certainly he's got nothing to do in this, but he chews some scenery. But you know, he just he's in this movie to drive a jaguar about a total of seven minutes. You know, like the, he, every once in a while he'll have a scene with the cops. You know, but he doesn't. He's just really not in this movie that much. I think I um, think this was. Uh, you could almost see it dawn on Lance's face over the course of filming this movie about the shape his career was going to be taking (laughs) long nights at cheap hotels and shit conventions. Like he's like, I am it is washing over him while he's acting in this film. Like I have taken the road less traveled. This is a theatrical release. I mean, he's got to be somewhat, this has to be somewhat in the wind. Yeah, but this was in an era when everything was like, it was direct to video. There was such a divide between good movies and direct to video. Mm -hmm. And, this wasn't even this was a no no brainer. This was gonna get a run. You know. Right. So it didn't have the same cachet necessarily as it would, you know, other films. 
he doesn't get to do anything really with the dog. He's not in any scenes with the dog except maybe at the end when he blows it away. But he doesn't really have any scenes with Max. So maybe maybe Lafia had like a a script that was in canary colored for the rest of the crew, and then Lance would get like a violet script, and it was about mm-hmm. a guy searching for his son who's been lost. It's like a like a thriller, like a Taken, and yeah. then you know, so he would leave set and they'd switch the scripts over and bring the puppet in, you know. Right. Lance, so he, he's doing press. He's like in Fangoria talking about Pumpkinhead or whatever. He's like, yeah, and I'm working on this adult drama called man's best friend about my son who gets kidnapped. <laughs> and then people at Fangor are like, yeah, Lance, we know we'll see you at dragon con. You talk about the dog rape movie, Lance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do- um, dog rape Scott's in this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, yeah. <laughs> um, Poor Henriksen. I love him so much. Like he's still working. He work, he just worked with um Vigo. Vigo directed Lance in some movie recently. What? He played a dog. Huh? Oh, wait, what? <laughs> he directed some some drama where I think he plays like a racist dad or something in Vigo's racist dad. I think race and Vigo's in it. And it it played festivals a little bit last year. Um but I'll watch anything old Vigo is in. I'll watch anything Henriksen. You even watch Green Book? I won't watch that. It's good. I, I will. Well, I'll watch it. That's not like I don't want to watch it. I said it's not on my list. I thought I haven't seen Joker yet. That just came on HBO. I don't know how that relates to Vigo, though. I don't either. Now I'm excited. You got me excited about some Vigo movie I didn't know about. The Henriksen's in. I'm, 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 I'm torn out. I need to know. Vigo just made a mistake dropping the N-bomb innocently in an interview. He's done. He's not done. He's pretty done. I think he didn't he do it where he like wasn't he like ripping people that I can't remember. Yeah, but you just can't was. say that. You just there's no there's no, that's a belt. Yeah, no, no, no. But he did it during the Green Book press. That's right? the whole reason we had to rename our podcast. <laughs> um, I'm sure he's still going to be in movies. He's Vigo Goddamn Mordenson, man. I'm trying to find his. Uh, you said he's directed a movie. Yeah, it's called Falling, I think. Okay. Or maybe not. Yeah, maybe it is. Not yeah, it. you're right. Yeah. Laura Linney in this. Yeah, David Cronenberg in this. Oh, my God. Holy can't it. A bunch of weird named people in this, too. Oh, my God. I'm, I, I got to see this, Axe. Is it out? Um, is it out? I mean, it's 2020, and this year is taking a big, wet ass. Let's see if it's out there. You got me excited, though, man. You brought some Vigo into this. <laughs> Damn right I did. And he's working with Henriksen? Are you kidding me? And they said that Henriksen, the reason... I think we pretty much asked and answered why this film hasn't been released. What? Lance Henriksen's the star. <laughs> he plays the same character as a man's best friend. <laughs> survived, his, survived his electrocution shows up in this not available yet it's all and, and the reason they call it falling is because it's all about he keeps flashing back to when he's falling on that cage <laughs> <laughs> and they and they and um, they basically they, they they cast everybody who was influenced by man's best friend uh, as a director in the film <laughs> so Cronenberg was first in line 
Mortensen, Cronenberg. Do you, who do you think was the choice? Do you think Ali Sheedy was the first choice for the for the protagonist of, of Man's Best Friend? There's no way. Well, I mean, you got to think they were pinching themselves when when somebody like her actually agreed to do it. Do you think so? Because was she? She's still sort of relevant. Then now, don't you think she's sort of still sort of relevant? Her and Jennifer Jason Lee have have had. I mean, Lee has had a much more successful career, but like they've both kind of who is in high crimes. Maybe Sheedy. I mean, they Jeff. I mean, Jennifer Jason Lee is one of the best actresses. She's she had a great career. She has a great career. She's Ali Sheedy has not had as 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 big of a career, certainly as, as high her. art. I mean, not high crimes, high art. I know. It, yeah, high art was her. She, she got a lot of great. They both trans like well, actually, Sheedy started in this kind of serious fare, but. They both have, yeah, she is still rocking it. I mean, she's still got, she's still sort of doing it. Yeah. I'm not trying to say she's as good as Jennifer Jason Lee. She's not, but she, she, um, she didn't give up. Like she didn't like Molly Ringwald. Like she reached a precipice and just went off and disappeared. And she moved to France. And yeah, she started she singing music and shit, but she, she's still, yeah, she, she gave it the, you know, she gave it a chance. I think she she definitely this was a this was like she wasn't in after this it's not like she was in like a lot of theatrical movies until uh, that I can remember until high high art where she got she almost got I think she got nominated for an Oscar for that or something she got a lot of praise for it. Well there was kind of a it was a it was a makeup for missing it on this. Yeah, they knew they <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, did so, she play the same character? Like, we know Lori Tanner is the best uh, role you've ever had, and I'm sorry that we didn't reward you for it. Patricia Clarkson also got a lot of press for that movie, too. I think, High Art. I think. Yeah. Rhonda Mitchell, who I always really like. What? Okay, so let's we had to end this, but here's the, there, was, there was a few taglines that they came out. There's five that they came out with for this movie. Tell me which one you like the best. Companion, okay. Protector, Killer. That's one. I mean, it definitely sums up the movie. Here we go. He'll bite the hand that feeds him, and then he'll eat the rest. Is that, is that yeah. real? That's pretty good. Here we go. Although he doesn't eat the people in this. I know. His bark isn't half as bad as his bite. That's pretty weak, but it's true. Here's He makes Cujo look like Benji. Hmm. And this one's a little, this one's clunky. Say come and he's there. Say fetch and he has it. Say sick him and all hell breaks loose. Say come. I think the collie wrote this. Thank <laughs> you.